What's up, everybody? Welcome to the KF Podcast. This is the wrestling show uh, for February 25th. If you just found us on the interwebs, check us out. Uh, Google at the KF Podcast will show up on your social media stream. We'll show up in your uh, podcast catcher. We'll show up in your uh, bedroom with at 200 degrees with hot knobs and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hot oh, the bedtime and... sillies have kicked in. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, Not the bedtime sillies. <laughs> All right, let's talk some wrestling. We had some breaking news brought to us by Brock earlier today. Yeah. Brock, you want to tell us what's going on with the breaking news? Sure. Uh, Cesaro, Claudio Castagnoli, his uh, WWE contract has expired. So he's Not released. Agent. Yep. Expired. Which means he could appear anywhere tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys exciting. think? Is it? I, I kind of feel like he's going to show up as a tag team with Chris Hero. Aren't they doing some tag team shit next week? Mm-hmm. They are. Another tag team kind of battle royal, whatever. But this one's going to be like the Royal Rumble. I think it's like a tag team every couple minutes or something like that. I think so. It's the casino battle royale, so there'll probably be a group of for each suit, and then the the Joker card is going to be one. But I, I don't. So know we're we're I, doing we're doing the same. We're calling it that it's he's AEW bound. Everyone's AEW bound. Here's the thing. He's a pretty good get though. Yeah. He, well, a lot of them have been pretty good gets, but still, where do you go? What do you do? I mean, yeah. Tag team division has a ton of tag teams, you know. I mean, I'd rather have him there than anywhere else. I think he'd be a great fit with Brian Danielson and, and Moxley as yeah, the third in that, that group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could be good with that if they decide to actually do that. You know, I think they're going to because of the crowd reaction last night to that. Yes. Right. Yeah, it's just a show. It's a loaded show, so it's it really is. But, you know, they keep signing these people and I don't know. I mean, you know, I, we talk impact. If ROH will be back, is this, has he done new Japan before? I don't know if he has or not, Well, that could be an option. I for don't him. think ROH is working with them when he was there. I don't think I'm he was actually surprised that he left. He always seemed like a person that didn't really care he had a job. He was happy with what he was doing. You know, you hear rumblings about the other ones that were unhappy or got really mad about angles they were in, you know, and you knew they were going to leave. FTR, you knew they were leaving. Adam Cole, you had a feeling he was going. O'Reilly, all these guys. Did you have any inclination that you thought that he would really do this? No, but no. I think with the, his, like, uh, contract negotiation – it sounds like they weren't really giving him any kind of bump and pay or like a contract like he's had in the past, maybe. I think they maybe You think they tried of, to lowball him? I think so. I think they tried to, you know, who knows with this new Nick Khan guy what their what their yeah. contracts look like. Because it wasn't like they, I've heard that he turned down a huge deal. Like, I guess AJ just signed a huge deal. Yeah. I think you'd kind of, that would kind of leak. You know, with the information, just mm-hmm. all they say is that he turned down a deal that was offered to him and, and they couldn't agree to terms. 
So he left. Here's another thing, too, is he's built a brand for himself in the video game community as well. Mm-hmm. And with the WWE contract, he can't do things like Twitch and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Whereas AEW lets their people do that kind of stuff. And that's a nice little side hustle for these guys. And that's an excellent point. I think that definitely is the point right there that he wants to go do Twitch and do all that stuff and make that money. And then that way, it's not like he's not going to have a job somewhere. I mean, let's face it. He's not going to go to AEW and be their world champion or be, there's too many people there. There's a long line of stuff he would need to get behind. Um, Maybe he'll be in a group or do something like that or, you know, Mm -hmm. but the video game thing I think is huge for him. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, he won't be in any worse of a position in AEW. No, no, he's Seriously. definitely not going to be in a worse position. I mean, he has been completely underutilized by the WWE for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think his lack of like good promo is what has held him back there because he can out wrestle mostly everybody, but yeah, he's yeah. never been that great on the mic. You know, he's not AJ like how AJ is when AJ's a villain, he's a great villain. He's a great face, you know, or Owens or any of those guys that have signed recently. Their promo work is unmatched there. It's, but Cesaro's always struggled. And he has an accent. Vince doesn't like accents, so Mm -hmm. he's never been Mm -hmm. given a lot of that. But he's a hell of a wrestler, so. Yeah. I mean, good luck to him, whatever he decides to do. Hopefully he's doing whatever makes him happy. He is in his 40s, too, so. Yeah. And that video game stuff will work out well for him because he, you're right, Brock. He'll kill it. He kills. He'll kill it on Twitch. Mm-hmm. So we might as well go right in AEW first, then, um, since we're already talking about uh, pieces of that. I didn't really do notes for any of this. I just kind of have web pages up. But um, we'll start at Rampage last week. I don't think I watched Rampage. No, I did watch Adam Cole beat ten. Um, I think 10 sucks. <laughs> Poor 10. Couldn't even win his match on Rampage or Dynamite this week either. But, you know, Adam Cole beat him. Uh, I was glad Powerhouse Hobbs won and didn't have to, have to take a third loss to Dante Martin. Uh, he kind of smashed him this time. I think they're past, you know, Dante Martin was getting a little bush. I think that's kind of over. Because mm-hmm. he beat Hobbs twice and he got rocked by Hobbs on which he should because Hobbs is so much bigger than him. Yeah. So Hobbs qualifies for that ladder match. So you have Keith Lee Hobbs and who's the other one, Brock? Um it's a big dude, Wardlow. Yeah. So you got three beefy dudes in that in that ladder and match. Ricky so. <laughs> and Ricky Starks though. Spoilers, that's kind of, that's, that didn't happen. It's in the future. Soon to be future. Um, what do you guys think about Trent Beretta versus Jay White? That was the first time I ever saw Jay White wrestle. I didn't see Rampage this week. I didn't either. The uh, only show I saw this week was Dynamite. I didn't um, see anything special there. I, I don't know. That was my first introduction to Jay White. I wasn't blown away by it. I don't have any experience watching Jay White do anything, and it was kind of just, I thought, a little boring. Do you guys like Jay White? Do you know anything about this dude? So I've seen him wrestle before. He doesn't move the needle for me. I mean, really what intrigues me about him is all the Bullet Club connections. Mm-hmm. So that's really all I have about, you know. He him. does the Cody Rhodes finisher. They have like the same finisher. 
I thought his yeah. was more like the Bray Wyatt sister. A little I, bit, but... yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just wasn't, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with him. Maybe, yeah, they're the Bullet Club connection and stuff. But, yeah, that was Rampage. Um, how did Rampage do this week? Rampage went Hold down. It. 549 to 471. So they were a little lower. Um, let's go over to Dynamite then last night. Dynamite opened up with the um uh wait, this is not Tag the team right, Battle Royal. It's mm-hmm. not the right notes for Dynamite. <laughs> oh no, I wonder why. What a jerk. We're trying to be professional uh, here. Well, this is a stupid thing. <laughs> Tag Team Battle Royal, yeah. Um, I didn't watch this whole battle royal. You know how we talk about sometimes when you watch these shows, you're trying to get them all, and you got to make some sacrifices somewhere. Yeah. I fast-forward till we got down to the last guys. Uh, what did you think about this battle royal, Brock? It was okay. I saw the ending coming a mile away. The double cross by uh, Red Dragon to eliminate the Bucks. Mm-hmm. But um, it was entertaining. I was of... unhappy with the winners. Okay. I kind of feel like this should have been where Proud and Powerful won this. And they qual- maybe they win next week because they're having another one of these. But I think that moves that story along better that, you know, the whole point of them breaking away from Jericho. Then a week later, you know, they're they're in a match for the tag belts. <laughs> they and weren't so, even like around at the end. They got eliminated. I know they got like eliminated. Like, obviously, you're not better without Jericho. Then you didn't uh, you didn't do any well. I don't feel like the whole Bucks versus Red Dragon need the, ba- the belts involved. Because mm-hmm. that's a story in and itself, you know. I, I agree, but I think that they can do that and maybe try to elevate. You almost just instead of throwing them in with the title picture, you're more or less throwing Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy into that promo for one match. They cost each other the belt chance and then go from there. Yeah, I, you know, what I mean, I still think at the end of. You know, because the young bucks are winning this next one, they have to. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, just yeah, so. Story yeah, so but then n- neither the red dragon or young bucks are going to win this triple threat tag team, so they can have a singles match uh, against the or not singles, but a tag match between each other, and then it so keeps. Yeah, they 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 bamboozled them. They tricked them. They won. I did like the I did like the the, the after match stuff was good. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Hangman came down and the Bucks just kind of let them beat the shit out of Red Dragon and and uh, what's weird with it is Jr. and and Tony and and Excalibur call them Red Dragon, but when they introduce them when they come out, they just call them Bobby Fish and Kyle Riley. Mm-hmm. But they have a Red Dragon shirt. And is I know I said this before. Have you ever heard a worse fucking song than the Red Dragon <laughs> song? It's pretty uh, bad. It's like someone made up a song in their garage playing all the instruments and were like, "Hey, mom, listen to this great song I made." It's horrible. I mean, you can't come up with something better than that fucking song. It legit reminds me of some some high school band trying to play like rock and roll misfits punk like yeah whoa yeah like whoa yeah Bobby Phil yeah 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 like this is absolute <laughs> shit I mean it is so bad but uh yeah we're getting good stuff there hopefully you know we're gonna get probably Hangman and the Bucks versus these guys Bucks face turn kind of thing the slow face turn of the Bucks mm. which will be good. 
So then next we had MJF come out and do his sob story that he's a, he must have said Jew boy about 7,000 times. Uh-huh. Um, what did you guys think about this, Ken? So, you know, I don't like MJF. Like, no bones about it. Personally, I, did, I, I don't know if I told the story here, but I don't like MJF. This is probably one of the best promos he's cut, and he's done some real good ones. And it's got to say a lot where he's got so much heat, and at the end of this promo, you kind of almost feel sympathy for the guy. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a lot of digging. He's a good actor. Yeah. But you know he's working everybody, though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Which is going to be great. <laughs> it's a good twist in this angle. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of just coming out and doing the uh, name-dropping wrestlers from other organizations and all that like they had done before – it was a different angle. It was good. It, it it made you think that like this could really be a reason why he does hate him. I, t- uh-huh. I tell you what, the the thing I hated the most about it, which is so annoying, is the is the fucking announced team. These guys are absolutely horrible for this show, and they make this show worse. They just need to let stuff breathe sometimes, especially a moment like that. You know what's about to happen, so you know the story. You're in on the story, right? And instead, you have Tony Schiavone going off in the beginning about MJF. This guy, I'd like to see him beat up and dragged through mud. And now I'm like, you're the announcer. You're not supposed to hate the other talent that much. And then when he afterwards, he's like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I actually feel bad for him. Yeah. Sad story. I, I, and I tell you what, JR seems like he's just like over it. Like things he says, he's just like, yeah, that made a whole lot of sense. Like he's like calling out how dumb mm-hmm. some of the shit that they're saying is. And Tony Schiavone's just nuts anymore. I I don't know what. Yeah, they just make things so bad. It's like just shut up and, <laughs> and enough already with this shit. Because they ruin a good segment. Yeah. And that was do a good think, thing. Do you think they're gonna possibly, maybe they're swerving us and maybe they're gonna do the double switch? Where uh, Punk turns heel and MJF turns face after this, during the match. Maybe. They could. I mean, they've, they've positioned themselves pretty well for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very I well. love the old double switch. Mm-hmm. You know, it hasn't been done well in a while. Since Bret Hart and Austin. Yep. Yeah. It's a good call, Brock. Maybe they are. It, at least it was, the thing I liked about it, it, it made it different. I mm-hmm. thought we were just going to get a, well, MJF's going to shit bag him. And I was like, oh, this is different. This feels mm-hmm. like real, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, Then we had something that I didn't think was good was Death Triangle and Penta's new <laughs> angle, whatever the hell he's supposed to be, with magic power lights going out that they do so fucking much <laughs> with these guys. And the lights are out for so long. I don't know if they if Brody King <laughs> can't get to the are... I think it was four times in this whole Yes, it's so much. It's like, oh, the the lights are off again. Now the lights are on again, you know. And what makes no sense to me in this match is like, like they rolled, he like won with like a roll up on, on uh, the the house of the black, whatever the hell they are. Like, did they really need to take that loss? Like, does that help Penta getting that stupid win? Yeah, he gets his, I thought the other guys won. No, they won. He no, he rolled up. Um, what's his name? Oh, Brody King. He, oh yeah, you're he, right because he did the blind tag. Yeah. And then they just beat him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I think that was a botch. I think some there was a miscue there. It looked like a botch. It didn't make any sense. Like he like did that, then he like came in and he just like rolled up Brody King real quick and got like a quick one, two, three. And I was like, that's it? Like they won? And then they got the uh, shit kicked out of him. And then Reaper looking Alex Abrahantes. Oh, he was the best part of it. (laughs) And then the lights went out again. And I was like, oh, God, now what? And then Buddy Matthews shows up. And the whole crowd was chanting Buddy. (laughs) And then, I mean, he turned. Saw that coming a mile away. Saw that coming. Then he gets kind of like pushed around by Malachi. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I would have rather see him come in and maybe fight him for a little bit and then join. Yeah. Well, they really set it up like he isn't going to be. He's. I don't know. I don't really understand it. I'd rather have Cesaro in AEW than than, than Buddy but, Matthews. Yes. Well, didn't uh, what's his name Tony Khan say that he had a big deal to announce, but he couldn't do it contractually right now? It, I bet you it's Cesaro. Tony Khan needs to stop saying he has big announcements, though, and just yeah. let them happen naturally because <laughs> he well, oversells them every five seconds. Well, speaking of Tony Khan announcement, Jeff Hardy said today he signed with AEW. Yeah, so, we saw that coming. Yeah, but like I think it, Jeff Hardy is going to be the surprise next week for the Battle Royal. But uh, I didn't think. Well, yeah, because they did play up Matt Hardy like leaving his team and stuff this week multiple yeah. times. Yeah, the Hardy Boys are going to be in that uh, tournament. I'm, I'm so sick of Matt Hardy. <laughs> Jeff doesn't bother me as much. No, but Jeff's all right. Matt's just annoying. He can't all. figure out what he wants to be. Yeah. He has too many personas. He's so creative. Mm-hmm. And they all suck. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you had that. Buddy Matthews is there. Another person's there. Another debut. And then, and then we had... 25 minutes of Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston, because, you know. Was it really that long? It was that long. I mean, they talked for a long time. And they talked about Stanford and Cody Rhodes and the WWE, and they did all that. I don't understand why you debut Keith Lee two weeks ago. He's not not been on since. And then he's not on since, and he gets a two-second backstage thing where he gets interrupted or whatever that can he be on tv i mean that was your big signing like why isn't he on there instead of this shit again i mean you know eddie kingston's good on the mic and he said a whole bunch of funny things and people popped and they mentioned sports entertainment six thousand times none of this interests me at all i don't care about these two fighting and i don't care if people are happy because jericho's being heelish again i don't give a shit about any of that i just want him to go away he he's again clout chasing. Yep. Yeah. Eddie Kingston's the over guy right now, so he weaseled himself into that that angle where now he's going to have a match against Eddie Kingston. Yeah. But you know the fans are wow. Jericho still got it. He's great on the mic. Eddie's great on the mic. I'm like it's just too much. I'd much rather see some of your of this talent that you side actually wrestle or be on your program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, we need to stop it with him. And then the face of the revolution ladder match was dumb. Ricky Starks won. I don't need t- 10 is so stupid. I mean, why you're not a luchador. Why do you freak out in mid-match that someone's going to pull your mask off? Even though you've been on Cody's show as Preston Lance or whatever, over everyone knows what you fucking look like and know it's not some like luchador code. 
but like he freaks at his mask and get off and then at Ricky Rochambeau's him. I'm like, oh, that's oh. he didn't. He's not freak because his mask didn't take it off. Ricky Starks spun the mask around. He couldn't see. Oh, he spun the mask around. He shouldn't wear do you it, like? But... Do you like any of the any of you to enjoy this at all? No. What this match? Yeah. yeah it was fine. You know, like I've watched enough bad wrestling where this is like it's like you know. Yeah. I'll eat any chocolate chip cookie. It doesn't have to be a good chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> I'll still eat it. So I feel I think, about wrestling I think... sometimes. I, I I don't know. Ricky Stark, sometimes I think I'm like going to start getting into that character, but then he goes away for like months mm. at a time and you never see him. I don't know if it's injuries or what, like you start liking some of the stuff he's doing. And then all of a sudden it's just like, well, this guy hasn't wrestled in three months. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what that is. You know, do you pick up on that too with him? Yeah. He does seem to be around in spurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they're going to try to do more with him because he is good on the mic. He is talented, but mm-hmm. he made Keith Lee laugh during his promo when he was trying to look real tough. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying to look real tough. He had a hood on. Then he took his hood off, Ken. And, and, he, had his, and he had Brock's nondescript, ba- nondescript baseball hat on underneath mm-hmm. it. I just got a kick out of him laughing because of what's his name making fun of his deep voice. Yeah. Hey there, Keith Lee. They want to do more of those. Um, then we had the TBS championship, Jay Cargo versus the bunny. What do you think about this one, Brock? It's okay. I think Jade Cargo is getting better. Did you see the botch that she did though? I don't think that was her fault. Well, the, the not kicking out at three. Oh, that. Yeah. I thought you were talking about whenever Bunny was out of position in the corner and she was trying to. No, that was Bunny's fault. But Jade had that one where she was down and Bunny went to pin her. And and the the ref was like, one, two, and then brought the hand down and stopped it right at the canvas and kind (laughs) of looked at her like, what are you doing? And then like went over to her and she was like, oh, you know, like started to act. I'm like, did you fall asleep? (laughs) Like, did you not hear that? Like, what are you what are you doing? I, I don't understand what she did there. I saw people I talking online were like, in the old days, if you fucked up not kicking out, the refs would just count you mm-hmm. and be like, that's our job. Like, you that's got counted. That's a rule, apparently. Yeah. yeah. But she's undefeated, that. and you can't fuck up an undefeated streak, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, that'd be a tough position to be in as, as the referee. Yeah, so she just stopped her hand like, <laughs> like there was an invisible wall there. And now you're going to have Ty Conte against her. She came out and challenged her. Uh, Ty Conte. That horrible promo. I skipped the match until like the last seconds and then tried bad. to watch this promo. And I was like, I don't even know what's happening. It was yeah. funny, though. Jade Cargill did what we always joke about them doing. She just kissed her and she got real in her face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you're just like, kiss, kiss. <laughs> kissed her on top of the head, which is kind of funny. That is funny. <laughs> And then last on the show, um, I'm trying to think what else happened backstage. You had some Red Dragon and Young Bucks fighting each other. Or Adam Cole. Caught in the middle of it all. Caught in the middle of it all. <laughs> uh, what else happened backstage? Matt Hardy did some stuff. They're going to, it's a pay-per-view. It's him and Andrade and the dude from Private Party versus Sting, Darby Allen and somebody else. I don't know. Darbs. Darbs McGarbs. 
So the last match then was Brian Danielson versus Daniel Garcia. What do you think about this one, Ken? Oh, sorry, big yawn. I really like this match. I think that the two styles worked, you know, I mean, it's pretty similar styles, but I think it worked well together. It was a very, like, physical match. Um, I really liked it. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I liked it a lot too. I, uh, I, I for, you know, we've talked about this before, but I, I just can't get over how well Brian Danielson when you let him do what he wants to do, gets over as like the, the character that he plays, you know, and, um, it, it, you know, they talked about this on Cornette last week, Brock, I don't know if you hear it, but like, it's such a good way of booking him that like he wrestles these younger guys and he makes them look good, but he uh-huh. also makes them look like they have no shot of beating him. Uh-huh. We're like, you know, I've seen Adam Cole wrestle some of these dark order guys and I'm like, he's getting his ass kicked by by this guy. And he and he looks worried in the match like, oh, shit, like I'm having a hard time where Danielson has that cockiness to him where he just looks like it's almost like he's Brock Lesnar, but not Lesnar's size. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he legit feels like he could kill you at any moment in this match if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the vibe that he gets out. It's really, really well done. When you see that they take away the goofiness of the WWE of like his yes chance. Remember when he was Eve? And like, I never saw this guy in ROH, which you guys did. Mm-hmm. But in, in the WWE, when he was evil, he was a goof. He would do no chance. It was like a joke. Everything was like a running joke, you know? And yeah. then he was good. He did the yes chance, which I hated. And I never liked this guy. But the way he portrays himself here, he's just such a total badass. Like I, he may be my favorite wrestler on this roster now, which I never would have thought I would have said that like six yeah. months ago. But he is. He's just so cool. He's such a great bad guy. He yeah. is. I, you know, you talk about extensions of yourself when you're doing your your character work. I just don't think he's a very good person. I don't. I don't know. I think he come is kind of a dick in real life, so it's yeah. easy for him to come across. <laughs> but um, but it works so well for a wrestling heel. Yeah. You know. And I actually liked the end when Moxley came in and they they almost kissed. They were pretty close face to face too. They, they ran were. off 2.0. But um yeah, they ran off 2.0 or or uh that one guy from 2.0 just sounds like the macho man. <laughs> All his promos that he does. They, they ran them off and they're probably going to have a really good match and I hope to god that Tony Khan is smart enough to understand that these guys need to be together. If he paid attention to that crowd pop they got last night and then he should were... also pay attention to the ratings that when these two were in the ring last week and everything to do, I guarantee you Danielson and Moxley brought the ratings back to this show. Not this week, mm-hmm. not any surprise, not anything that they did. These ratings went back up from 869 to 1.0 million. And I would stake my life on it that that has totally to do with with, with Brian Danielson. And the promise of him having a segment and finding out what Moxley's going to do. I think this segment is what saved these ratings. Sure, it didn't hurt it. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Yeah. It's the, it's the right thing to do. Put them together. And hell, if you want to add Cesaro to it next, I love that idea even more. And start forming some new group that just dominates. Yeah. Because he made Moriarty and... And Garcia be good, and I would make those two guys sign up too for that group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anybody well, didn't drop them on purpose. Yeah, anybody yeah. they beat and he works with, that's what they should do. 
Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was a good wrestling match. Yep. So, yeah, that was AEW's, and it was, uh, their ratings went up, like I said. That's what happened, and uh, there you go. Mm-hmm. No new no new Cody Rhodes news. I'll be honest with you, I'm fine. I, I don't I let him go to WWE. I'm kind of over him. That shows what kind of egomaniac he is, though. <laughs> yeah. You would go back to a company that you hated and you wanted to like stop. You know, it's just it's money. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kenny Omega had some words about him that he posted on Twitter. I don't think anything too bad, but it really shows. No, not too bad. Just talking about it. The Bucks have been kind of trolling him a little bit on being mm-hmm. the elite. Did you see that? Mm-mm. They did like a whole segment at the end where they're talking to Brandon Cutler and they're like, this guy, this person was so meaningful and and the things that we did together. And then he left and all this stuff. And then, and then the guy, Brandon's like, that's nice stuff that you said about Cody. And they were like, what? We weren't talking about Cody. And they're like, what happened with Cody? And they're like, you didn't hear what happened with Cody and the show ends. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. Some people still think work. I, the thing I think is funny is if like, you know, the news about him was really big, then it kind of died down. If they were doing this as a work to, like, make people care about him, what if people were just like, oh, we don't care, we're fine. Yeah. And don't even care when he comes back. Move on. I think that would be pretty funny. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Yeah. It is. So a lot of people think he might show up at, like, this Madison Square Garden show or different things like that. I don't know. I just still can't see him in the WWE. I just don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I mean anything's possible, but I just don't know why you go there to become a mid- like I don't see him being a world champion or Ken, uh, after WrestleMania, no one's going to be a world champion other than Lesnar or Reigns. I mean, that's true. Every single person on that roster is now mid-card. I mean, that's just what that's it is true. now. I mean, the the two belts are dominated by them. So, I know uh, you guys didn't probably watch the elimination chamber, but I caught the end of it. Brock Lesnar just destroyed that entire Raw roster. Not Bobby Lashley. Well, Bobby Lashley, they had to fake an injury because he had a real injury. <laughs> How does that, how's that work? <laughs> he, he had a shoulder injury, apparently, that he messed up at the Rumble. So instead of just not having him in the chamber match and saying Lashley needs surgery and needs to go away, instead they made him come to Saudi Arabia, stand in that elimination chamber and then Rollins kicked someone into the door and they made the fake like door fall on Lashley's head and knock him out. And they said he had a concussion. So they took him out of the match. I'm sure. He got paid for all that. I'm sure. He got paid for it too, but it's ridiculous. I here, mean, here's the thing too. That protects him. He can say that Lesnar never beat him. Mm-hmm. True. But then they were apparently they were the next, when the last chamber opened it opened Lashley's chamber and they were supposed to do some scene with the guys because the other guys were all out before Lesnar. And they were all wrestling, doing their thing, doing their spots. And Lesnar got tired of waiting. So he real life kicked the fucking door open of the chamber and came out and started his his segment instead of waiting the additional five minutes or whatever. <laughs> Which is great. That's the best. Yeah. <laughs> and then he murdered everyone in there. Pin Riddle, pin Rollins, pin 
AJ pinned everybody in a second. And then, uh, you know, I saw part of it with Austin Theory. Uh, I mean, Lesnar's just crazy how athletic that guy is. Austin Theory is like 24 years old, and here's him like jumping up the cage and climbing it. And Lesnar pops out of it like uh, what Cornette call him like a fucking he said he was like a gorilla. He just started climbing the cage with ease. Uh, he was like it was like King Kong. I mean, the guy's in- amazing. The guy is amazing, but I am so annoyed like that he has to be the whole title picture at Mania. Mm-hmm. Where he doesn't need it at all. You talk about yeah. a fight that doesn't need it at all is him and is him and Roman. These two belts could totally be used by somebody else to make the show mu- that much better, and uh, instead, you know, they have to be invo- involved in this. I agree. I agree. I feel like they don't need it, but it could be because he is a that. he is a star. I mean, Lesnar's a star, and this mm-hmm. character that he's doing is the best character he's ever done. Mm-hmm. He's entertaining, and he's supposed to be around every week. So, you know, I get it that you want to have him as a main guy, but they don't need both belts wrapped up in this. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Austin Theory impressed a lot of people. I mean, he's pretty good. He's a good talent for them. But, again, with Roman and Brock around full-time and both titles wrapped up, you're you're never going to see anything there. They are trying to push the U.S. title more on Raw. Apparently, Balor... It's still what's his nuts? Um, priest. Damian priest. Huh. But Balor challenged him this week. Balor and Champa teamed up on Raw, which was kind of cool. You had to fight the Dirty Dogs. And yeah, and they won. Yeah, I read the results, but I, my DVR didn't catch it again. It's like it picks uh, random episodes to miss. You didn't miss much. Um, who else at the chamber? Bianca Belair won it, so she gets to fight Becky. I think they screwed that up. That should have been Ripley. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bianca Belair was there last year. I don't know why she needs to have it again. Yeah. I didn't really get that booking. The rest of it, I, I don't know. I didn't watch in it. I just saw those two. Mm-hmm. They can always write something that changes so much stuff, too, so it's not even worth getting invested in what the card is now because it could change. I, they did on Raw start dropping the nugget of the uh, Stone Cold stuff with Owens, though. Did they? Owens and Rollins are, re- are wrestling for, like, trying to get in this tag team tournament, you know, because they're going to, they said their path to Mania is they're going to go win the tag belts. And then after it was over, like, Owens turned to the camera and he was like, yeah, because who wants, we need to do something important at Dirtbag Town, a tech of, uh, you know, wherever they are, or Dallas, Texas, wherever Mania is at. He's like, because people from Texas suck. And I'm like, well, there you go. I mean, that <laughs> that leads way to that rumor that that's going to uh, piss Stone Cold off, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I just don't get Stone Cold wrestling, you know. It must be the payday or something. I don't know. Yeah. They must have paid him a ton of money to come back for this. They probably had to. Cause, yeah, I mean that's a that's a stadium that seats a hundred thousand people, and they're doing it two nights worth of content there. Yeah, so you have to sell two hundred thousand seats. Are they doing two nights like live, or they were doing it all one day and recording it? I think it's two nights live. Yeah, I thought it was too. Which God, yeah, no wonder why you need Stone Cold then, because mm-hmm. Stone Cold will put asses in the seats for people in Texas. They love Stone Cold for one of the nights at least. Yeah, and then you, Brock and Roman for another Rousey or something. Mm-hmm. Do you think is Stone Cold the biggest name coming back you can think of? 
for them to do other than like the rock they've done the rock already the though. rock's been back a few times like steve yeah. austin hasn't been there i mean mm-hmm. he's been around but he hasn't wrestled yeah and i what think he'll only do one match what do you two think about Stone Cold, like, as far as, like, legacy? Do you th- Is he on, like, your Mount Rushmore of wrestling, as they say, or any of that stuff? I think he has to be, because he was the he was the guy during the wrestling's highest point. Yeah. In the mid-90s. I never thought that, like, he had the best matches. Like, I'd always rather watch a Shawn Michaels match or, yeah. you know, and Triple H was such a good heel, and The Rock was good, but... Like, I started watching Stone Cold videos the other day. There was nothing better than a Stone Cold Save Somebody video, like, thing back <laughs> in the day of wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, when he saves Stephanie McMahon or when he saves Mankind, all these videos, like, he was like Superman. Like, even more than, like, Lesnar. Remember when they had the WCW and uh, um, ECW Invasion? Mm-hmm. And they're like killing Undertaker, Kane, Jericho, Angle in the ring. And then Austin shows up and beats up the entire roster. Yes. <laughs> like they're he has a pole cue and he's like smacking <laughs> everybody, you know. And then he's doing that stuff and he's walking in the ring. He's talking like to himself. And like no one was better than JR back then because he's screaming his head off. It's so good. Oh, Did my you God. guys watch the um, the Broken Skull sessions with DDP? No, no. He, he, Steve Austin legitimately knocked him out in that segment where he came down to beat up the Alliance. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he so hit people so down. hard back then. He fell. He tripped over Taz or somebody and fell into DDP with his fist. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. That's funny. My favorite is when he rescues Stephanie McMahon. He fucking hits Midian with that chair so hard. It's such over the head. He doesn't even get his hands up. He just right over the top of the head. Then he hits Viscero with it and Bradshaw. I mean, he's just killing people with it. That scene is so great when he comes down and saves her and like unties her, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so funny. When the Undertaker's gonna kiss her and she's like screaming. I mean, wrestling was so much fun back then. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun because you didn't know what was gonna happen. Yeah. Now it's so predictable and scripted and. Yeah. When he uh, causes the Rock to belt and Mankind wins it, like for the first time or whatever, and Austin or McMahon's so pissed at him <laughs> and he's <laughs> flipping him off in his face, you know. Oh, he was great. Remember when he used to ride that uh, four-wheeler around and he'd have the chains behind it? Yeah. And he, like, flew in the, like, I think it was DX or somebody, just swung the chains around and almost, like, killed all of them. <laughs> oh, he That's, was great. See, he couldn't wrestle, but they, because st- they, so they gave him something creative to do. Yeah. So he was still on the show doing stuff. When he was, like, the general manager or the enforcer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stone Cold was hilarious. So it'll be good to see what he does. I mean, he used to do a lot more crazy shit. Yeah, there were some good moments. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty much uh, Raw in the news. I didn't really watch NXT. The only thing I saw was this debut of this Nikita Lions. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? It's just this is the strangest character I've ever seen someone someone do on NXT. I don't understand if she is a like kickboxer, a professional singer, 
Or, or a dancer. Yes. <laughs> or a stripper. Because yeah. some of the offices she was wearing. She's billed as like she's some martial artist that does karate. But then she's singing a pop song, which is really weird. Then she's like dancing in like a choreographed video. I'm like, I'm so confused as to what you're supposed to be. I don't know what this is. Yeah, it makes no sense. But and she wore the most ridiculous, unflattering outfit I've ever seen somebody debut in. I mean, I don't know who told her to wear that outfit, but you got to like, you got to fix that. <laughs> like, it was really bad. It was so bad. Did you see the outfit at all? Do you happen to catch it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I saw like, the gifts of it and stuff. Yeah, it, it was bad. I don't know what that is. I don't know what we witnessed. <laughs> I was sitting there watching it downstairs while I was working on my basement. and My daughter came down and was like, what is that girl? I was like, she's a pop star karate specialist <laughs> she does a all lot of different all around entertainer she has growling stuff for the lion going on i mean it's there's a lot there that's a busy character yeah it is there's way too many gimmicks gimmicky things on that show now oh yeah it's oh, yeah. so phony everything about it is phony yeah it's really bad and it doesn't have to be, because they actually have some people that are talented, but instead they do weird shit. Mm-hmm. Remember what it was just a few months ago? Yeah. They debut some of the strangest people. All right. Well, this crew's tired, folks, so we're going to wrap it up. All right. That was wrestling. All right, everyone. Please like, share, subscribe, invite, tell your friends, and have a great evening. Later. Later.